Episode 10 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on October 24th, 2016. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, Bioware releases Game Update 4.7.3, which among other things lays some groundwork for Game Update 5.0. We'll give you details on some of the key features coming in this patch. Also this week, players react to the Galactic Command system. I'll give you my thoughts on the four main issues that players have with this new system. Another live stream was held on the new Dark vs. Light system. I'll share the details on what you can expect. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Welcome to Episode 10 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. And as always, let's review some of the announcements for the Old Republic. So just a reminder that the Dark versus Light event, not to be confused with the Dark versus Light system coming in Night to the Eternal Throne, will end on November the 29th. However... The companion reward will be decided on November the 15th, and I'm pretty sure, unless some miracle has taken place between this week and the last week, the light side probably continues to kick butt. So again, if you had your heart set on that dark side companion, probably not going to happen. And I believe last week I mentioned I was getting close to getting Eternal on a second server, a second legacy, and I actually completed that last night. So I was very, very happy to get that done. And I, I've already talked about the Dark versus Light event and the rewards from those packs in a, in a previous podcast. But just to say that I think between hitting Eternal on two legacies, two different realms, I think, servers. I probably opened about 90 of those Dark versus Light packs, and yeah, my feeling about them is still meh. And it's not that I've gotten nothing out of it. In fact, I think on the last pack or second to last pack that I opened, I believe I got, it was an Endurance crystal, but it was a white-black color crystal uh, with the, the Endurance stat. So, you know, I can't really complain too hard about that, right? That's a pretty cool... Uh, crystal color to have and so you know that one was a home run but but hey you know a lot of misses a lot a lot a lot of misses out of those packs but enough on that also i need to do a very quick correction uh last week i think i was talking about cantina tours and i may have referenced uh emperor valcorian and uh referred to the voice actor as Darian DePaul. It's actually Darren DePaul. So my utmost apologies to him. And, you know, as always, it's important to get these names correct. And, you know, the the whether they're real or fictional, that's important to me. You know, I always like to make sure I get the pronunciations all all correct. So so there you go. Okay, so the remaining live stream blog schedule that Bioware has planned. So here here's the upcoming uh, live streams that they have planned. On October the 27th, they're going to cover Uprisings, which is this sort of new Flashpoint-like feature activity you'll be able to do in Knights of the Eternal Throne. On November 3rd, they're going to cover Combat and Class Changes. On November 10th, 
repeatable chapters slash difficulty levels. And then November 17th, they're going to cover new planets and story insights with Charles Boyd. Should be an interesting one. And then on November 24th, they're going to do a Knights of the Eternal Throne wrap-up with a Q&A. And, of course, that's going to lead straight into early access to Knights of the Eternal Throne on November the 29th. And if you're wondering how can you qualify for early access, well, you need to be a subscriber, which, by the way, is a kind of a running theme for this entire expansion, it looks like. But if you are subscribed to the game, have an active subscription on by October 25th, you will get the Shea Vizsla Companion. And I think that's going to be immediate, right? As soon as you qualify for these rewards, I think you'll be able to get them in-game. I'm not 100% sure on that, but hey, you know what? Uh, this podcast should be released on October the 25th, so maybe you're in-game uh, playing or something as you're, as you're listening to it, and you may have had your answer to that. So uh, if you are subscribed on by November 27th, have an active, active subscription on November 27th, you will get the Rapid Recon Walker, and then the early access I, I mentioned, if you if you have an active subscription from October 25th all the way through November the 27th, you will be able to access Knights of the Eternal Throne and, of course, the first the, the only nine chapters of the story on November the 29th. So that's all of the announcements I have for this week. Let's slice the hollow net now and go over the news this week. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction... Uh, game update 4.7.3 is going to go live on October the 25th. And if all goes well, then the patch will already be out to you or, or certainly on its way to you as you listen to this podcast. Now, I'm not going to go through all the changes, but this is actually an important patch as it lays a lot of groundwork for the release of Knights of the Eternal Throne. So, starting with this patch, Warzone comms are now going to be BOP. That's right, they're going to be bind on pickup. Now, if you have a bunch of these and maybe you're storing them in your legacy uh, cargo hold, keep in mind that whatever character that you use to retrieve them from that cargo hold... They will be bound to that specific character, so be very careful on how you handle these things uh, after the patch. Also in this patch, the following weekly passes are now bind on Legacy. Weekly pass, weekly pass flashpoints, uh, weekly pass operations, weekly pass space missions, weekly pass war zones, uh, the 180-day Starfighter Pass, the 30-day Starfighter Pass, and the 7-day Starfighter Pass. So why these changes? Well, in Knights of the Eternal Throne, Warzone comms and crystals, your data crystals, like your common data crystals, radiant crystals, glowing crystals, those are going to be converted to credits. The conversion rate isn't known yet. They're, they're still trying to work that out, but they've been trying to figure out what they were going to do with these, these currencies since they're essentially being deprecated from the game, and they've just decided to convert them over to credits. So just something to keep in mind, especially with the crystals. You might want to hop on your tunes, and if you don't need to buy anything specific with these crystals, then hey, you might want to just kind of max out where you can and, and get close to the cap or at the cap. Cap these all out on as many tunes as you can and get yourself some credits when Game Update 5.0 is released. But also, because of the Galactic Command System, uh, the weekly passes are going to be removed from the game and the compensation for the removal has not been decided. And the reason for this is the Galactic Command, if you remember, 
is going to be the source of all end game gear. And I'll get into the, the Galactic Command again one more time in a minute here. And FT, you know, the free to play players who are running this stuff, they're not going to get anything out of it. They run, they're going to run a war zone and, or excuse me, an operation, for example, and they're just going to kill some bosses and that's it. They're really not going to get anything out of it other than the sheer enjoyment of playing the game. And who really wants to play the game for fun? I mean, where is the fun in that? Why the heck would anyone want to do that? So that's why they're they're getting removed uh, from the game. Why, why shell out to have access to content that you just don't really benefit at all from? And I think I'll check here in a minute. There might be another update to to the whole Galactic Command and uh, the free to play players and whether or not they might actually get an opportunity to. To participate in that system but back to the removal of these things and you know what there's probably a bigger impact than just allowing the the f2 f2p to, to access that content and i haven't really had much chance to digest all those changes but i'm sure for many people this was probably a source of in in-game income i'm sure there are people who out there who got these from the cartel market and would sell them on the gtn I imagine if there's some friendly guilds out there who probably may have used these to support players running ops and, and other things, that would be kind of a cool thing to do if you're in a big enough guild. I could I could see some some value in that in helping out some of these these F two F the F two P. I'm gonna call it, I abbreviate F two P. It's harder to pronounce than you would think, so I apologize for that for, for stumbling over that, but. So pretty pretty big change, pretty significant change, the removal of those passes. So last week I talked about the live stream that they did on the Galactic Command System. And they actually, normally I think they like to do these things on Thursdays. But for this one, the very first one, they did it on a Monday, which is the day that I normally record this podcast. And it was fairly late enough in the day that I literally was started recording episode nine right as they had wrapped up. So I really didn't have a lot of time to uh, digest all the changes. And even while I was recording that podcast, uh, Eric Musco was taking to the forums and he was answering questions and providing additional details. And I covered a lot of that last time. But there wasn't the reaction to the system was still pouring in and it was, you know, still people were still kind of, as I said, digesting um, those details and, you know, trying to figure out what exactly this meant for the game and, and, and meant for, for, for them. So I want to talk about the Galactic Command System some more, and mainly because, once again, Bioware has taken players to a place we know all too well these days, and that, of course, is the five stages of grief. And first is denial. And when the details of the system were revealed, we were all like Finn in The Force Awakens when Rey steered the Millennium Falcon into the belly of that Star Destroyer. And he looked at her and he said, are we really doing this? Right? I mean, that was sort of my reaction. And and so, right, we it was couldn't believe when the details were coming out that this was actually happening. And then once we realized that this maybe was happening... Then came the anger, and there was lots and lots of delicious anger, whether it was Reddit, Twitter, blogs, the forums. 
It was as if Bioware handed the reins over to Emperor Valkorion, the world devourer himself, and he did what he does best, and that sucked the life out of everything he touches. Everywhere you looked, the sky was falling, Doomsday was upon us, you know, Nexu and Akdogs living together. In short, it was utter pandemonium. And then next came the bargaining. And if you look back at on the on the you know, came the bargaining and there were compromises popping up left and right, right? Oh, you know, if you just put the loot back on the bosses, I promise I'll subscribe and log on every day. If you give us tokens so we can choose the pieces of gear that we want, I will run at least one Galactic Starfighter match a week and I'll even try to win. I promise. Well, then came the depression, although I think depending on where you spend your time, you could very easily believe that the people who play this game are in a perpetual state of depression. So it's hard to tell whether we even reach this stage or we're just always in this stage. But then finally, we reach that last stage, which, of course, is acceptance. And in fact, Bioware announced that they made one small tweak and talked a little bit more about how the system works. And now we know the answer to that question of, are we really doing this, is a big, fat yes. And by the way, I think in the case of, of, of Star Wars The Old Republic, the last stage is probably more resignation than acceptance. But it is what it is. But the Galactic Command System is coming in game update 5.0. And it's going to seems like it's going to be mostly intact with how they laid it out in that live stream last week. So let's talk about the Galactic Command System again. And essentially, in my mind, there are four key issues that players have. And one is the Galactic Command as the source of the gear. Second is the removal of PvP gear from the game. In other words, remember, they're going to remove, get rid of that expertise stat, and there's just going to be one set of gear that you are going to use for all activities. Uh, The third issue was gear acquisition being purely at the hands of RNG. RNG, of course, is random number generator. It's just random. It's just pure luck and chance about regarding the pieces that you are going to find in these galactic command crates. And then the other issue is that it basically excludes, oh, here we go again, the F2P players. So if you're a free-to-play player, have fun, you know, having your, your friends or subscribers tell you all about it because you will not get to participate in this at all. So as I said, since the last podcast, we did get some more details on the system and there was one change. So this was a big one uh, that people had. Originally, the gear crates were going to be based on your advanced class. Uh, They're changing that so that when it goes live, the gear crates and the loot that you get inside those gear crates will now be based on your discipline when you open the crates. And this is actually a very nice change. I'm not sure why this wasn't done this way to begin with. This would Because this makes a whole lot of sense. Because the vast majority of advanced classes in the game are hybrids, right? They can play multiple roles, whether it's DPS, healing, or tanking. Some, some form of, of, of all of those. So... There are only a you know a couple of a pure DPS classes, advanced classes in the game. So having this uh, be based on your discipline is really a smart move. And the thing to keep in mind too, it's based on your discipline at the time that you open up the crate. So it's not when you receive the crate. So you can just hang on to the crate, and you can just change your discipline, and then you'll get the, the gear associated 
with whatever discipline you happen to have active at the time. So just pay attention to that as you get these 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 gear crates. Uh, the other bit of news that they mentioned, they talked about the rate at which we will be able to earn these crates. And I think if you do like something like Nightmare Operations, they said you might earn around three loot crates an hour doing that type of content. So and lower level stuff, it might be one per hour. We don't have the exact numbers. And I think some estimates I've heard from from players that are trying to do a little bit of bit of math gymnastics on this thing suggest that it could take a little over a month to get a single character fully geared out meaning the max rank of galactic command and all the gear that you need and honestly if that's the case that's really not too bad i mean i don't know i can't remember how long it takes to get geared out under the current system by doing say hard mode operations assuming that you're in say an eight-man group and everybody needs everything i don't know how long it would take to get everybody geared up i imagine it's going to take three four runs maybe five runs so so this seems to be in line with that a couple other things to think about with the gear here is it's moddable right so you're going to be able to rip out the armorings the mods and enhancements and you will be able to stick them in legacy gear and send them to alts you will also be able to choose those to shift around your stats so you can min max and, and and build your 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 best in slot gear but that's kind of a nice thing and the restrictions there are the same as they are in the game so for example if you have a belt and you rip the armoring out of that belt it can only go into another belt but the set bonuses will transfer with them so which is nice so if you have a mercenary and you get a bunch of duplicate gear you will have the option to disintegrate it and get some additional gcp or you could put it in some legacy gear and ship it off to say you're another mercenary or if you have a trooper a republic trooper you give them to your trooper and that way your trooper can get geared up quickly as well so it's very similar to how it works now which which is which which is okay right i mean i mean so let's get into this issue then i'm going to start off with gear acquisition is pure rng because to me i think this was sort of the number one issue that players had is the fact that you know you might open up a crate and there's a belt and then you're going to get your next crate and there's a belt and then you open up your next crate and there's another belt right and you know you can just have this streak of bad luck and we know how that's going to work right you know some guy in your guild is just going to be the luckiest sob in the galaxy and he's going to get everything that you need (laughs) there's always that one guy and you just feel like you're going to have like the worst luck and you're never ever going to get anything that you need and it's going to take forever and you're just going to curse the system and you're just going to you know hold your nose every time you open up a crate so i don't know that's that's just how it's going to be i don't think they're going to introduce tokens i don't think they're going to introduce vendors i just don't see that changing now that they've actually even though players have universally despised the whole rng and you know you can count me in that one i'll you know throw throw me into that that's not a big fan of rng and i've seen it a little bit in this game maybe not with gear acquisition but opening up packs uh as I mentioned last week, doing those heroic quests as on a low-level character where you do get gear out of those crates and, and not getting the things that I need out of that. So it's just frustrating. It just can be frustrating. I, I mean, you know, the only difference here with the Galactic Command is you are going to reach the end and eventually 
you will have everything. You will have a best-in-slot set of gear. I mean, it's just it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's just a question of how long is it going to take you uh, to do that. Which and the other aspect to that is, what do we need the gear for, right? And there's a little bit of a question mark there because the answer is we don't really quite know. But this sort of goes into the other issue that I don't think a lot of people have, but some people have, and it's been brought up, as, and that is the Galactic Command as the source of the best-in-slot gear and going off this notion that, hey, you should only be getting the best-in-slot gear from the hardest content in the game. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. And I think I did say that last week. If they were introducing some brand-new operations, uh, I would have said, yeah, you know, that's where you should go because that's what the, that's kind of stuff that people are going to immediately want to do and they're going to want to guild up and group up and go in and knock that stuff out. And that's probably where the best gear should come from. But we don't have any new operations. We have the newest operations in the game are two years old. And they don't even have nightmare modes. They have hard modes. I'm not saying they're easy, but still, they're old. And I think when you're you're talking about content that's two years old and when you look at all the other activities that you have available to you in the game, some new, but a lot of them that aren't new, at some point you just say, hey, yeah, I just want to log in and do some of the things that I want to do. And I, you know, it... I'm not sure that, as I said, hard mode operations and so forth is what I want to do and in, in, in banging my head possibly against some of that stuff that I've already banged my head on once before. And I have to say, I'm surprised. I haven't seen a lot of pushback and a lot of complaining that the Galactic Command requires us sort of grinding out a lot of existing content in the game. I Maybe people have just sort of, as I said, as we go through, because that was one of the big complaints when Knights of the Fallen Empire came out and there was no new ops and no new flashpoints people really you know went through the five stages of grief that i thought i talked about we went through that with, with with that and we also went through it with uh the dark versus light event too so maybe we've just reached this state of acceptance like hey this is the game and this is the stuff we're going to do and yeah we'll go ahead and continue to do these things i don't know but from my perspective um that's why i'm okay with the galactic command being a source of a gear being the source of the end game gear and honestly the pvp gear change the removal of expertise i think in many ways and i haven't heard too many people talk about this and and i don't think people are that upset about it but to me this was sort of the linchpin in the whole deal in terms of what kinds of changes could Bioware make to the galactic command system and i say it was the linchpin because they were effectively removing pvp specific gear from the game meaning now the gear that you get out of the galactic command is not just pve gear but it's also pvp gear so if you were to make a change say all right we're where the source of that gear was going to be say hard mode or nightmare mode operations you know you really can't i don't know that it's fair to ask pvpers to have to go run that stuff in order to get their pvp gear now that's not saying they won't want to run it just to speed up the process of getting their gcp and getting those crates but you know maybe they'll just be content to do it with war zones of course i'm not sure how long it's going to take to get the starter gear needed to do those war zones but that's another i guess that's another issue entirely but my point is once they removed pvp specific gear uh 
it beca- I think it becomes a lot harder for them to modify the system short of reverting back to what we have now with comms and vendors. But even so, I think you know having just one type of gear that's used for all activities in the games it really makes it problematic to spread out the very the, and have different sources of of where you can acquire that gear because now you're asking I don't know PVE players to do stuff that maybe they don't want but certainly PVP players to do stuff that maybe they don't want to do or you start looking at efficient ways I guess in activities to sort of get the gear and then back to a point I made a couple of minutes ago. What do we need all this gear for, right? What is the hardest? What do we need the best in slot gear for? Certainly most players like myself, if I'm not running operations, I probably don't need it. I want it, but want and need aren't the same things, right? And so I can certainly get by and do things like a Star Fortress or so, I mean, especially some of those solo flashpoints where you get the, the, the GSI droid. I mean, you don't need any gear at all. And, and those... The weekly heroics or the daily zones, you don't need best in slot for that. Now, what we don't know, though, is these story modes, right? You're going to be able to replay the Knights of the Fallen Empire chapters, the Knights of the Eternal Throne chapters, and they are going to have multiple difficulty levels. And we don't know yet, at least I haven't heard, whether or not that highest difficulty level is going to be such that is going to be tuned such that if you have the best in slot gear, you're barely going to scrape by the skin of your teeth. That's a possibility. Same with these uprisings as well. It's possible that the hardest level there is tuned in such that you really do need that that best in slot gear. And it's not just needed for PvP. And it's not just needed for the people that want to run nightmare mode. So, you know, we're getting con- new content that has multiple difficulty levels associated with it. And we just haven't seen it. And we don't know how hard it's going to be. And we don't know what the gear requirements for that content is really going to be. So maybe it will require us to do that. But at the end of the day, we will all be min-maxed in our best-in-slot gear from just playing this Galactic Command system, probably on multiple alts. And it, no, it's not going to happen. And it may not happen by, by January. It may not be February. Maybe it'll be more like March. Maybe it'll be April. And if it sounds like that's a system that's being put in place to get us to play and play and play well it probably is a system that's in there to get us to play and play and play so i'm looking at the clock here and i am burning through all my time here and i even started talking about the dark versus light so we are going to do bing 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 a little bit of overtime today because there's just so much going on here so uh let's let's keep going so the other part about this was it excludes the f2p players the free-to-play players are the ones getting excluded from this game i don't get that that doesn't make a lot of sense for me basically they're getting shut out of the end game they have access to a lot of cool content uh preferred players i think are also going to get shut out of the galactic command system although they'll have access to some of the war zones and flashpoints and things like they do now but they really want players to subscribe. You're going to have to subscribe to at least get the chapters initially, right? You're going to have to pay a one-month subscription for that. And then if you want to continue on with the Galactic Command system and get the gear probably needed to do some of this stuff, you are going to have to have an active subscription. Now, you can subscribe for, say, another month or another two months, get all the gear, and then once you have the gear, you think you're going to be able to use it and keep it. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this. I'm not a fan of, of them alienating parts of the, the, the player base. And, I, I, you know, I don't know what the economics of this this game is right now. But it just seems 
like I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much those guys are contributing financially to the game, and and maybe the thought is, hey, if you really want to play the game, then you know, pay up. So it just feels like you're. This is something that might actually drive people away rather than make them stick around. But we'll have to wait and see. And I think there is talk that maybe there would be some sort of passes being added to the cartel market. Maybe that would allow you to participate in the GCP and the Galactic Command system. So. We'll have to wait and see about that, but I think that you know, and I've been I've known a couple of people that have been in the guild that were on just couldn't afford for whatever reason to to, to pay that monthly subscription, but they could manage the you know a free to the, the free to play model, and you know they were good guys, they were friends, and we sort of helped them out with passes and things like that, and you know got them got them up and running so they could come and run with us, and so I mean. You know, these are players just like the rest of everybody else and who just want to enjoy the game, but for whatever reason, and there's multiple reasons why they would just choose to go free to play. So I I think it'd be nice if there was some way to get them access to the game and so they could just go around and and play with some friends. So, So that's my thoughts, part two, I guess, on the Galactic Command System. And I guess the big takeaway here is it's coming. It's coming. Like it or not, it's coming. And, you know, everyone, you know, that's the decision, right? Is is there enough going on there to make you want to stick around, subscribe for the story, and then continue to stay hooked in and connected to play, participate in this galactic command system and the new dark versus light system, which I'm about to talk about. So the new dark versus light system is something that works in conjunction with the galactic command. It's an ongoing server-wide event in which all of the activities you participate in will shift the galaxy towards the dark or the light side. And when you participate in this, you choose which side you wish to fight for, whether you want to fight for the dark or the light. Though keep in mind, if your character, for example, is a dark side aligned character and you choose to fight for the light side and the light side wins you're actually going to be on the losing side because your character is a dark side aligned character. And I don't know if fighting for the light side for your server also starts earning you light side points. Maybe it might. It would make sense that it would. So you would have this situation where you could use this as a means of shifting your own personal alignment, although it might take a little while to get from the dark to the light and to shift your bar. And in fact, there are players out there who are thinking maybe it would make sense to kind of hover a little close to the line, the breakpoint from light versus dark versus rather all in for dark and all in for light. Uh, that's just something I'll have to pay attention to um, as this thing, uh, as once this thing goes live and as we start to start to play it. Now, it, like I said, it works in conjunction with the Galactic Command. It's really just for fun and it's just a way of getting some additional really cosmetic stuff mounts maybe some adaptive armor and things there's you've got those existing i think dark and light vendors on the fleet i think they're either going to be updated or they'll add additional vendors but as you go along uh so let's say you're fighting for the light side and the light side is winning and and you start from zero and then it goes all the way up to five right so as you do events, you're going to see the bar shift from you know level 1 to level 2 to level 3. And as you're fighting and as you're earning command ranks, for example, you're going to start to earn tokens. So if the light side is winning and you hit a command rank, you're going to get a, a galactic command crate. And you're going to get a light side token. And the tokens, I believe, are going to be the currency, which you can buy the, the fun stuff 
from the vendors. So that's the gist of it. I mean, it's really just a way to get some some cosmetic fun type rewards. There's nothing, you know, uber or powerful that's going to make your character really, really special. It's just sort of a fun thing to participate in. Now, one thing to keep in mind is once a side hits, you know, dark five or light five, you're going to, your server is going to enter in a victory state. It's going to last for about an hour. And so what starts to happen is you're going to see bosses that will spawn and various planets in the galaxy. And I think they're going to be tuned for around eight or 16 players to defeat. And they'll be random on multiple planets at a time. And anyone can go ahead and kill these bosses. So, for example, let's say the light side wins. You'll see some of these light side bosses. Well, ideally, the dark side wants to go and defeat these bosses so they can go ahead and get some rewards, some galactic command. There's there's some benefits to the dark side for defeating these bosses. However, I believe the light side players are also going to be able to go in there and sort of kill these bosses in an attempt to steal steal the kill from the light side players. It's not PvP, although if you're on a PvP-focused environment, obviously that would factor into things. But for the most part, this is this is not necessarily a PvP deal, that everyone will be fighting the bosses. And I'm not sure how this is going to work in terms of tagging, right? You know, you're going to have to be in a group a big group of 16 and i don't know what happens if two groups of 16 show up is the i don't know how that's going to work um i don't think they have a system in place like world of warcraft does for their world bosses where you know if you're on the faction that tags the boss even if you're in a group or not you'll get credit for the kill i don't think they've got a system that's as sophisticated as that right now so if you're on the winning side, you'll get access to rewards on this light side vendor. Let's say the light side wins, you'll get access to rewards on this light side vendor, which includes, as I said, mounts, pets, things like that. You'll get a bonus to their command experience, so it's a bonus to GCP earned. Um, and then, and like I said, you're going to earn tokens, which you can use to purchase items on on that vendor that I, that I talked about. You know, if you're on the losing side, you will get a bonus to all the dark side points gained. So the idea is you'll have this shifting balance. So if the light side wins, well, the dark side players are going to earn points at a faster rate next time around. It doesn't necessarily mean the dark side is going to, it's just going to be back and forth, you know, light, then dark, light, then dark, and that uh, predictable pattern. But eventually the dark side is going to win Right, the losing side will eventually win. It may not be the next time, but it might be the time after that. As I said, if you're the dark side and you need to defeat those light side bosses, um, you'll earn you know you will earn GCP and dark side tokens. And I, I sort of talked about how the light side players could go in there and stop you from doing that. So that in a nutshell is sort of the dark versus light system and it is completely different from the dark versus light event and it's just something you'll be doing as you play the galactic command system now it's interesting that unlike the galactic command which is only available at level 70 players starting at level one can actually earn dark and light side points and will have an influence in swaying sort of the balance of the force on, on each of these uh, on your particular server uh, they won't get any command crates or and they won't get the dark or light tokens until they reach level 70 but they can kind of go in there and and sort of participate in this event so 
that's kind of it in a nutshell. That's the dark versus light system. Like I said, it's just another system. It's not an activity in and of itself, although there will be some activities in, in, in the form of those those bosses that spawn from from the victory state that you can go ahead and try and attack and go out and kill, which I think will be fun. I think that'll be a fun thing. I look forward to, to, to trying that. So, so there you go. And with that, I definitely hear the music, and that can mean only one thing. You have survived, barely, I think, this time, another half hour, or give or take, listening to Episode 10 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I do thank you, as always, for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout, and you can listen to the show directly from the show site, which is SotorPodcast.com, and then I do have an RSS feed where you can subscribe directly to the podcast. So if you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com, and you can also tweet questions to at Sotor Podcast, and be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. And tune in next week for episode 11, where I guess I'll be talking about uprisings because that's going to be the topic for this week's live stream. And remember, the Sith Code, hey, is a lot. Bye.